nation, nigga. Thank God for the blessings. Thank God for the message. Um, knowing the perfect, I know I'm worth it, boss Without the jersey, I know my purpose, God Send me a sign, can't keep it inside, I want Peace in my soul and peace in my mind I keep a peace on my side, the devils arrive I'm thinking at times, I wonder if Tupac was alive or Biggie Smalls It probably would be both of my dogs We'll be smoking on the slip, talking about amateurs Oh, Lord, damn, dog, that be a hell of a time Still praying for my people doing federal time Niggas praying that we fall, but we destined to shine Sandra Bland was a victim of the system's demise Wish my granny was here to witness me flourish inside Harry Garner and many others mistakenly died All these police are killing us to get sweep to the side Be the change you wanna see, it's up to you to decide Man, what if I could change the world? Put smiles on the face of little boys and girls I say, now what if I could change the game? Grammy award winning gets attached to my name What if I could do a song with Beyonce? And Marvin Gaye sing a song to my fiance <laughs> Got some wishful thinking Can't blame a man for dreaming They say, change the world, must change yourself I can't not complain, I'm blessed to death I got favor, 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 shit God is good, the boy is able, man I'm just trying to become legendary That's on my itinerary, at least before the cemetery Remember me like you remember Bob Marley Preaching you the truth in the booth cause I'm wholehearted Riding in the coupe and the roof is dearly departed Be the greatest ever, the motive of when I started it, it still is How the hell I get this big crib? I know they probably think I drug deal most well Ace Hood is the biggest inspiration Let me be the reason you focus on education Let me show you how you can grow through the meditation Let me use this gift that I got for some motivation Man, what if I could change the world? Put smiles on the face of little boys and girls I say, now what if I could change the game? Grammy award winning gets attached to my name What if I could do a song with Beyonce? And Marvin Gaye sung a song to my fiance I guess I'm wishful thinking You can't blame a man for dreaming, though Get up, get up, get up, Real shit, nigga Who ain't nice? Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up another episode of Christians of the Millennia. Just wanted to extend another thank you for those of you that are tuning in, for those of you that have been tuning in, for those of you that are new. We welcome you to the show and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Um, I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of context prior to recording this episode. Um, We're just in a busy season. We're just in a really busy season. Fortunately for COTM, we took about a month, month and a half off in May. Um, so we kind of lightened our load personally, if you will, but 
uh, we have a lot of things going on at the church. Um, I personally have been stepping into more of a leadership role uh, within the church, and I get to contribute a little bit more, and that's just kind of added some things to my plate. I've recently gotten back into school. That's added more onto my plate. Um, we're back into COTM recording season, so that's added things back onto my plate, and, you know, just trying to live a normal life, have a normal social life, and work my job, and all these things, and um, I know the same is for my co-hosts as well. They are definitely stepping into new positions, new roles, new things have been added to their plates. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I was actually on the way to go meet up with Jamal and Jordan uh, to record this episode. Of course, we didn't know what this episode was going to be. However, <clears throat> first off, I was about an hour late to our meeting time. Uh, second off, we completely forgot that CJ was actually going to be in another country and he wasn't even going to be able to record with us this week. Uh, third, when I finally got to the place that we were supposed to be recording at, I called Jamal so that he can come open the door for me. And it actually turned out that <laughs> we miscommunicated and I happened to show up to the wrong spot. So not only was I an hour late, but then I also had to get back into my car and drive to a completely different spot so that we could go record. And when I was in that car, when I was in that drive, I was just like, man, like I'm exhausted. I'm out of energy. And I just can't believe that <laughs> we missed all these little details. And um, I know I'm not the only one that goes through that. You know, we can be forgetful and lapse judgment and, you know, things like that. And as I'm driving, all I can just feel God telling me is this is the cost. This is the cost of your alignment. This is the cost of you stepping into a new level. This is the stop, the cost of adding more things onto your plate. This is the cost of you being aligned with your purpose and your calling and the things that I have set before you. The cost is not that easy to pay. And for each and every one of us, there is actually a different cost. For some of us, it's time. For some of us, it's finances. For some of us, uh, it costs us our relationships. For some of us, it costs us multiple of these things. And for some of us, there's even other things that I'm not listing um, that have been part of the cost of us trying to figure our life out, of us trying to align with our purpose, of us trying to figure out God's will for our lives, so on and so forth. And so that being said, <clears throat> as you listen, I, I hope that you can get into a, a moment of reflection and you can figure out what has been costing you. Um, because sometimes there's a cost to misalignment as well. And we don't mention that in this episode, but there is a cost to you being misaligned. Just like there's a cost to you being aligned, there is a cost to you being misaligned. So you might not even be walking towards your purpose right now, and you're paying costs that you don't even need to pay. So that being said, I just want to give you guys a little bit of an idea of where this conversation came from, of what was happening. We're not perfect. We were messing up. And, you know, God was like, yo, this is this is the cost. You might have not necessarily been fully prepared to pay this cost yet, but we're going to work at it together. And so I just want to encourage some of you guys that are stepping into new things, that are stepping into calling, that are stepping into uh, new levels, that are learning new things about yourself. Uh, there's going to be resistance. There's going to be some things you have to give up. And those are all just a part of the cost of alignment. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. And uh, without further ado, here we go. 
I want to read something. Yeah. Uh, Luke fourteen twenty five through 33. I don't know if I'll read through it all, but the title of this is The Cost of Discipleship. Now great crowds accompanied him, I'm sure Jesus, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether, whether he has enough to complete the task? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going out to encounter another king in war will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. There, so therefore, any of you, jumping down to verse 33, so therefore, any of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. When we started COTM, we were in the mindset of like freak everything else. Yeah. Because this is what we feel God's calling us to do. Mm-hmm. Cost of alignment. Um, will cost you will cost you everything Mm. it will cost you everything that you think you know um it'll cost you everyone that you think that you know Mm -hmm. um something can't grow until it's died can't Mm -hmm. blossom until it's died it can't bear fruit until it's died um and there's going to be some things that are going to have to die that you would have never thought in a million years would have had to and some of those things that have to die are thoughts, ideas, expectations, uh, mentalities, judgments. Um, some of those things are relationships. Um, some of those things are habits. Some of those things are lifestyles. Um, some of those things are jobs and career paths. Um, some of those things are education. Um, Some of those things are family and some of those things are friends and some of those things are you. Um, The only thing that doesn't change is God. So everything else has to change. (laughs) Um, That's really good. That's facts. So the cost of alignment is everything that you don't want to (laughs) pay. 
<laughs> because like you know you don't want to pay it but as things continue to uh adjust um you just realize you have to um and it gets easier too i think i think it gets easier too mm-hmm. um i feel like it's only <laughs> when you see it see the process of it going after a while i mean i don't feel like a lot of people have that mindset yeah um because it's easy to be happy about something you don't see i'm uh, sorry it's hard to be happy about something you don't see yeah um but very few people have that mindset of like i know that god's in control of that so i'm going to be happy regardless of how it looks like or how it seems to somebody else that is looking at it right because i feel like honestly if god is like yo i'm gonna take away this friendship this friendship this person this is what you do this habit I'm looking at God like, yo, like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you serious? Right. Um, but it's crazy because it even goes back to what Pastor Bill was talking about in his sermon on Sunday of trying to change your mindset and looking at the good. Um, because literally, and I'll, I'll always say it as, as a, it's a cheat code, a yeah. spiritual cheat code when yep. you know who your God is and you know what he's able to do and how he provides for you because when you actually believe that in your heart anything of this world doesn't seem that big at all right yeah like if you know how big your god is everything seems small but when we put our earthly minds on certain things that's when it becomes like whoa that's too big and oh you don't think your god can fix that and it's like, yeah, do you really believe in what mm-hmm. you say or what you tell other people that you believe in? Right. Because um, mm. honestly, you will see a lot more people walk around with a smile on their face regardless of what's happening in their life, whether that's you losing your job, whether that's uh, a, a death in the family, whether mm. that's such and such, such and such. You will start to see people really, you'll start to see more people doubt you yeah. <laughs> and question where you are. Mm. Um and that's just that's just honestly how it is yeah um the what i was praying for during service yesterday was exactly that of changing your mindset of um what you're facing um and one of the fruits of the spirit is is joy and so when joy shows up it's a it's a sign that that the spirit is is flowing in and through you and he is present Hmm. and what i was praying for yesterday in pre-service prayer was counting it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds that is not a quality that comes easy Mm -mm. and so when you start to see people doubt you Mm -hmm. two things happen either one you change your mindset to fit theirs believe it or you have to start walking in a pathway believing yeah what god has spoken yeah yeah Yeah. and i had to and see that's where the cost right i i had to Mm. um say you know god um remove me remove this natural um 
instinctual desire to want to prove people wrong. Yeah. Mm. Um, because that's immediately that fire in me goes to, ooh, yep. I'm going to put you on this list right here. Right. <laughs> Can't wait that's, till I get yeah, up there fact. so I can just wait. rip you. Fact, yeah. Oh, man. And I'm not even going to say anything when that moment comes. You're just going to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, that's, so that's just man. where I go. That's just the competitive, you know, um, spirit. And yeah. um, I had to just ask that to be removed, you know, and that's part of the cost of alignment for me. Mm. Um is to not have that um but to then still pray for god but i still i still want these things i still hope for that yeah um i still hope for that circumstance that would prove this person wrong but not with the intentionality of proving them wrong but just because i know that if i'm getting doubts from people in my camp then the enemy is working in my camp mm. um and that just means he's in proximity and if he can't get to me directly he's going to try to get to me through somebody else you know what's interesting about that i was reading um i think it's in it's not psalms it's not proverbs samuel i was reading in samuel how uh god sent god sent a tormenting spirit and other other versions say an evil spirit yeah. on Saul mm-hmm. to drive him to want to kill David. Yeah. Um, and through more deliberate, not deliberating, but research, it was through because of Saul's disobedience mm-hmm. that God left him. And therefore there was this void for an evil spirit to come Good upon gosh, him. Yeah. And so it was like, obviously a lot of questions are like, why would God do something like that? Um, it's like he didn't send it. He just walked away. He walked away yeah. through diso- because of disobedience. Right. And so a lot of the time people are like, well, this person is, is uh, I'm just like, I'm praying away the devil and I'm praying away the devil mm-hmm. because the devil's in my camp. Well, actually, God sent something yeah. that was for your benefit to push David into right. a space where he was now going to be able to become the fullness of the mm-hmm. king that he was supposed to be. Right. And it's not necessarily that the enemy is is intentionally in your camp. He's like, no, God, God put those people who are who are going to doubt you yeah. to push you towards right. that direction of faith of like, no, I need to reach deeper to pull something out of me. That's going to be great. Greater is he who is in me, who is yeah. in the world. So I don't have to go towards this wor- worldly thought process. Mm-hmm. I can now turn my path to what God said. And that's where my anointing flows. Right. That's where that wisdom comes out right. of things that people haven't eyes haven't seen nor ears have heard when they get that understanding inside yeah. of them they start to believe in the thing that they first doubted yeah that's when transformation happens like i didn't believe in rudy but now like he's doing something different mm-hmm. and i've never seen that before right. god show me that in my life yeah and so you do have to bite the bullet right now you're not paying this cost mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. And so you have to bite the bullet and pray away the bitterness. So when you do get that platform and that person comes back to you and says, Rudy, I doubted you before, but like, I want what you have. Yeah. And so you don't come at them from a place of bitterness. You come out of a place of like, let me help you up to where I am now because I, I paid that pathway for you. Right. God help me build up COTM to a place where you can now walk in a grace that I didn't have before. Right. And so I can push you further than I ever 
could even possibly go. I we I talk to Jordan all the time of like I want him to go further mm-hmm. in his discernment than I have ever gone before in my life. Yeah. That is the whole point of bringing somebody with you. Right. Standing on shoulders. Yeah. Standing on shoulders of giants. So with that, where there's also, could there also be a space of God separating you from the group that is around you? You have to. Because I feel like, one, you keeping yourself in that space can be damaging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not because you don't believe in what they're saying. But if a amount of words are hitting you and, mm-hmm. and it's being said to you so much, yeah. somehow our brains naturally will start to believe it. You will, mm-hmm. If you say a lie right. a, a thousand times, yeah. if you tell a story that's not true and you say it a thousand times, I guarantee you, you'll start to believe that, that mm-hmm. whatever you just said was right. like, oh, that actually happened. Yeah. Right. Um. And so I feel like I'm I'm trying to understand where where there's where they're coming from. Not necessarily where do you draw the line? Where you draw the line? Because mm-hmm. of course there's people that have been there since day one, and of course there's people that yeah. God put in your path, and of course there's seasons for everybody. But there is a time where you do have to cross the line. Just cross that line. It's like all right, bro. Like I can't I can't do this with you no more. There's a it's a case to case basis because like Jesus walked the earth, people congregated around him and whether they deserved it or not, were just blessed with his presence. Mm -hmm. And there are some of those people that, you know, it's extensive enough to where, you know, you need to remove yourself from the situation. Yeah. Some of them are actually so intense that you might even feel you should stay in the situation mm. um, because I think some of those situations are opportunities for a testimony yeah. um, are opportunities not to be proved wrong, but just for God to be proven right. Do you disagree, Jordan? I feel like it dip- on certain things in, in, in my, in my opinion, if I am doing something I know God has called me to do, mm-hmm. regardless of whoever whoever thinks or says something. I know this is what God wants me to do. If you can't support that, especially if it's in a church sense, mm-hmm. um, if I am playing every Sunday, every Tuesday, mm-hmm. if m- right. if my boss has a problem with that, let me go. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Let me go. Mm-hmm. If if my parents is like, yo, you're going too much, let me go. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to let somebody slow me down of what I know for sure God has called me to do. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it kind of is tough in the situation. And partially I always think of when you separate yourself is it's sometimes not even approving proving yourself wrong, uh, proving yourself right in the end. Mm-hmm. But when you separate yourself, it's more of them seeing what they're now missing. Right. When mm. you are walking in a certain kind of way and you are affecting people's lives, whether they know it or not, when it's gone, they'll yeah. notice it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. They will definitely notice it. Mm-hmm. And so that's when they're looking around like, oh, something, something just happened. Right. <laughs> this presence is missing. When you, this presence is missing. When you first asked the question, I got the image of being in a bathtub. And you're just soaking in the bathtub, but eventually you have, you, 
if you stay in the bathtub for too long, what happens? You soak up the water and your fingers start to get pruny and your, yeah. your skin starts to wrinkle. And so you can't stay, no matter how strong you believe your mindset is, you can't stay in that thought process of what people are saying against what God has told you. Yeah. And so you have to remove yourself. But when you just said the, that what presence is missing, when your body gets out of the bathtub, mm -hmm. the water goes down. Right. And so now there's a, a gaping capacity that is noticeable because it's just like, wait, what just got out? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there was something that was filling this that just got out. Right. And so people, will, they will, they may not admit it, but they will feel it. Or they just don't interpret it the right way. Oh, very facts. Yeah. <laughs> facts. Yeah. Because they're feeling it. Mm. But they don't want it to be on them. Right. Like, well, you're the one that's doing something different. You're, <laughs> or maybe you're not even the one that's doing something different. I'm just noticing what you're doing. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> and so there's a cost to alignment that you do know ahead of time um, that you are aware of that you do have an idea of you know it's like you've done some window shopping like you know kind of how much this is going to cost you before you go to the store to get it but then there's tax yeah. and you know these extra costs um, that come with that alignment costs that weren't originally on you Mm. prices values that weren't originally on you but after you've been aligned those costs are now there mm. um and it's the cost of sustaining the alignment um because when you get aligned your natural tendencies are still going to be in place yeah so your body is still going to readjust to your normal habits and consistencies but to sustain alignment costs more than to get aligned in general um, getting aligned is one thing. Staying aligned is another. Mm. Um, mm. Fix yourself. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so that's where we kind of touched on in that intro episode, the alignment through separation yeah. and the power of separation, that whole concept. So I definitely want to go in that on its own. But um, Jeez. every time they went to conquer a land, they sent spies ahead of time mm -hmm. and um jeez <laughs> oh man those spies had to leave people behind they had to leave their family they had to leave <laughs> their friends uh they had to leave their routine uh they had to leave everything behind to go scout out the land that not only they were called to but that a lot of other people were called to as well and um even in that concept alone even in the army walking like you know i talked about it on stage like the army they all had lives they all had wives they all had kids they all had families they all had all this stuff going on individually mm. mm -hmm. collectively still came under the obedience of god but there was people that they left behind in order to do that and people they left behind to do it for yeah um and so there's definitely time and place um for separation for sure um mm, that's interesting there is a time you know and that's why there's you know and so even going back to the doubters right um and when do you remove and when do you not <clears throat> there was very certain circumstances where jesus needed to remove the doubters 
from the proximity. Mm-hmm. And there was others where he's like, "Not nah, leave them in here because this is they need to see your work." Yeah, I feel like there's a, even a space in that to where space mm-hmm. it, with the space and um, mm-hmm. it's weird thinking about it this way, but the space of when Moses went up to get the tablets and the space that was from God and the Israelites. Yeah. The amount of time and space that that was there, you saw them crumble. Right. But that was, I felt like that's because they were relying on somebody else's faith rather than their own. Mm-hmm. And right. I feel like that could be in the same situation of it creating space when they start to see that, oh, well, even you mm-hmm. <laughs> looking at them is like, oh, you're not as strong Mm-hmm. individually as you are with me right and it's not like you can't be but right you're relying on me so much to the point where you can't even hold your own by yourself, by yourself. i think that um is a really good leadership quality to have um to be able to see that before the crumbling happens because if you are a good leader, you should be able to see somebody who doesn't exactly have the qualities to like stand alone, mm-hmm. um, regardless of what they say. Mm-hmm. They could say, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. But then come down to the moment, they're just not as strong as they say. Yeah. Um, there, was a, there was a moment while we were at youth camp, and I was exhausted. Um, and we were laying in the cabins. And these kids on the other side of like the cabin, like there was this barrier and there was like other bunk beds on the other side, but you could still hear what was going on. And so I was laying in bed and I was trying to go to sleep, but they started having like this theological debate. And I was like, oh, freak, like, am I supposed to be a leader in this moment? Like, am I supposed to go over there and like make sure the kid that's getting questioned like has support uh, for his faith? Mm-hmm. Um, is this some, something that I'm supposed to do right now? And I didn't really get an answer. And I kind of just laid there. And as the uh, the questions continued to like rattle off on this kid, he, he sounded really nervous at first. But the longer the conversation started to go, the he more, the more confident yeah. he got. And one of the questions was like, well, like, how do you know, like, God really like responds? Because when I just pray, I feel stupid. I feel like a five year old who has like an imaginary friend that I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oof, <laughs> I don't know if this kid's going to be able to reply to that. Yeah. What the kid said was so fire. He he replied, he said, have you ever left a voice message before? <laughs> and I just sat up in my been bed. Too young. She might have never left a voicemail before. I FaceTime. I don't know. But the kid was like, yeah. And he goes, you you have faith that though you're talking to that voice message and nobody is on the other line to actually hear it, but eventually they're going to be able to hear it and they will call you back and respond to what you said, depending on. And I was just like, Oh, I said, yo, that's so good. bro!" (laughs) And they were like, yeah, (laughs) I was like, man, thank you, Lord, that I had. Yeah or you gave me the opportunity to pull back and not feel this need to be the leader, but to let something develop out of somebody else from the space of not having anybody around to support him. Something came out of him that was greater in the moment than the question that was being attacked. Again, greater is he who is in you than is in the world. Or even like, he honestly probably came up with a better answer than you would have been able to. Like, Facts. 100%. You know what I'm like, 100%. Not even anything personal. It's not like, anything personal. That know? kid's so far. Like, He's no, going don't, places. Don't worry. Let, it, let him answer. Well yeah. done. I don't know who you are. <laughs> I don't know who it was either. That's the part that 
doesn't bother me. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, but I have no. no idea who that kid was. Shout out to you. I don't know who you are. Probably, you probably don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope you listen to this one day. You're doing big things. Oh, You're doing big things, man. bro. Listeners, that was me. That was me. How much time we got? This is 50 minutes and 24, 25, 26. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, we got anything else? I think this is great. I also think this is something that should go up tonight. Hey, <laughs> I'm doing a lot of hip fires lately, and um, it's been it's been working wonders. Uh, I've been too. Yeah, it's just kind of just letting it fly, whatever the Lord drops into me, and um, that should be one hip fire. Hit, oh wow, yeah, that's the title. That is the title right there, <laughs> hip fire. Um, it's really honestly, bro, it's been crazy the type of like response I've felt like the Lord has has had. Um, and so I kind of just want to keep the ball rolling on that. So so for those of you that are stepping into what you feel like <clears throat> is part of your purpose or calling or whatever word you want to put on it. Um, even if I gotta be careful with this, mm. even if you don't believe in God and you're listening to this right now mm. and you just feel like the direction that you're going in and the things that are happening around you, um, are meant for you. Um, but then you're getting resistance from every other thing. Yeah. Um, I just want to encourage you to to keep digging because um, I think there is a reason for that. And if you do believe in God, then you know the reason for that. Mm. Um, and I know that you don't want to give up certain things and certain people, um, certain comforts, um, certain go-tos. I know you don't want to give those up and hmm. in the Lord's kindness, he's going to allow you to give those things up. Maybe one at a time. Um, maybe, maybe there's no, no guarantees <laughs> here, man. Um, maybe, but I'm willing to bet. Um, a lot of you listening to this have been asking for the moment that you're in long before you knew the, what it was going to cost you. Yeah. And you are now faced with a dilemma. You now know what you have in front of you. You now know what you have the potential for. Yeah. But you also now know the cost that is going to become associated with what you are trying to do and getting there is one thing staying there is another mm. excelling there is another um you know a lot of people have dreams to be in the nfl but not a lot of people have dreams to win championships in the nfl mm. 
And mm. that can be a difference between whether you just make it wow. or whether you make it and thrive because wow. the level of expectation and the cost that you already knew was going to come with that. Yeah. Mm. And so I want to push whoever is listening to this right now. If you think you are dreaming big right now, I want you to take your dream to the next level. If that feels anything in line with where you are at, I want you to just try to look at it from a bigger picture. Um, Don't just try to get there. Try to blow through there. Mm. Because God's not trying to just get you there. He's not just trying to get you to heaven. He's trying to get right. you to live everlasting life. Mm. He's not just trying to get you to the pearly gates. He is trying to get you to a place of everlasting life. It's really good. There's more. There is so much more. Mm-hmm. And Jamal will attest to this. There was a six to nine month window where I was consistently praying, God, just give me that ideal circumstance. Give me the circumstance, God, that is going to be pivotal for my success, that is going to be the platform for all the things that you put in me to come out of me, God. Give me that circumstance. Give me that job that's going to make it easy for me. Give me that life, you know, give me that circumstance. Give me that place, that home, that car. Give me whatever it is that's going to be that perfect circumstance for me. Mm. You know what God said? You're in it. And I just wanted so bad to just be anywhere but where I was so bad that I thought any circumstance would have been the ideal circumstance. But your ideal circumstance, the circumstances that is going to get you to your calling, to your purpose, to your promised land is the one that you're sitting in right now Yeah, because it's the only one you got mm. It's the only one that you have to work with. It is the hand that you have been dealt. Maybe you think that's unfair. Well, it's time to even out the odds. Maybe it's stacked against you. God is a God of the impossible. If anything, he likes the impossible. He likes that 0.01% chance. Mm. He likes that. And so I just, I know there's a lot of people that just want so bad to just be at that next step, just that little next step. You know, it's not even a lot like, God, just a little bit more financial provision or God, just move me out of this place or just give me this better, you know, like help this or help this person that I'm, you know, whatever, just to get out of their situation, just for the situation to improve just a little bit. Mm. And that you think that that will just do so much for you. But what will do even more for you is you embracing the circumstance that you're in and you using everything that is within it because nothing that God gives you will return void. Yeah. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So you're in your ideal circumstance. You are in the right place to get aligned. Are you going to pay the chiropractor or not? Are you going to go back for those follow-up sessions or not? Because now you know what it costs. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Jeez. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for today. 
Um, I thank you for the moments that we got to share with you tonight, Lord. I pray for uh, those who are listening right now that they would not be bogged down by all the things that you're asking to be removed from their lives, Lord, but that you would patiently work with them with the things that they need to let go of, that you would highlight the things that that they know that they need to work on first. Father, oftentimes we try to go in different areas where we feel it would be easier to let go of, but if you're calling us to the harder area to deal with first, Lord, then I pray that you would give them the courage, you would give them the strength, you would give them um, the endurance to continue to chip away at the thing that you are you are calling them to, to remove out of their lives, Lord, so they can go into the promised land and they can operate in the things that you have called them to operate in. Lord, I pray for a special presence to just fall on them right now. I pray that they take a moment to listen for you. That they would feel you in a different way. Allow them to understand that you have never left them and you have never forsaken them. It's in your mighty son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.